0: Sparring, what's it good for? Absolutely nothing. That's not true. And I can't sing. But, but what is sparring good for? How to do it? How to do it right? That's what we're gonna be talking about on the fiftieth episode of the Peace Walker podcast. The question is: In today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle. To live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here, Peace Walker Podcast. You are on episode number 50, number 50, oh, halfway to 100. I cannot believe that I am on episode 50, and you are here joining me, so thank you. Before I get going into this episode, that is all about sparring, what's it good for, how to do it, how to do it right, some of the controversy behind it, and how to do it when you are like... Long in the tooth when you're 40 or over. Um, if you want to join me on this journey, being a protector, being a peace walker, sustaining this journey well into your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond, the first step for you is to get on my sixdaydefense.com program. The sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out except for the dot six day com. going to introduce you to this whole way of being a protector of being a peace walker and doing it right and doing it in a way that is sustainable. That's not just about punching and kicking, although we do a fair amount of that. It's not just about learning how to verbally persuade people, but we do a lot of that. It's not just about working out and doing things in the gym or the dojo or the studio or the academy or the ring or whatever you want to call it. But we discuss a fair amount of that. It's not just about getting on the range and shooting things up, although we talk about those things and we do a lot of that too. (laughs) It's about the whole enchilada, folks. It's about this lifestyle of being a protector, how to live not just a safer life, but a more fulfilled life, a better life for you, your family, and everyone around you. And the first step for you on that journey, aside from listening to this awesome podcast, is getting on my six-daydefense.com program. Sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out, except for the dot. that, again is sixdaydefense.com. It is absolutely free except for your time and attention. And that program and that program alone can change your life and maybe even save it. All right, so today we're talking about sparring. Now, I, on my almost daily emails, which if you sign up and register for that six day defense program, you will get free access to my almost daily emails. Basically emails that I send out almost every day that help you, help you and help me, right, help me because I get to write to you on my misadventures of being a protector, my training experiences, past, present, and future, and all the people in our community. Tips, tricks, and tactics on being a protector, being a peacewalker, being a warrior, whatever you want to call it. Funny stories, entertaining antics, and a lot of good tips, tricks, ticks. Ticks, <laughs> tips, tricks, and tactics of this whole lifestyle. But anyways, um, I wrote a series just recently of emails kind of revolving around this idea of smart or smart training or training smarter, not just harder. Um, sparring, I had a, a few emails about sparring and I got a lot of feedback from because my first I think one of the first emails that i written it. some people got the impression that I didn't think sparring was useful or I didn't think sparring, you should be doing it. And that is absolutely wrong. I think sparring is useful, it's beneficial, and it's absolutely necessary if you want to learn to defend yourself. However, and it's a big however, it does not have to be neck break speed and ferocity of training to be in the octagon, like a UFC fighter, or training to be the next Dub or Navy SEAL. Um, you can do it in a way that is fun, sustainable, very beneficial, and you can segment it in many, many, many ways to be very useful because what it does is it brings some sense of chaos to your training in a good way and you dealing with a fluid situation and a somewhat depending on the drill you know somewhat resisting opponent um, if you're a little older like I would even say mid late 30s and above but definitely in your 40s now there are some anomalies out there guys who are just fucking freak shows who, you know, they could be a hundred years old and still in the octagon ripping it up. Um, I'm not one of those guys. And my guess is you're not either. There are some out there. I do know some personally that are older and they still compete and do all that kind of stuff. And they, I wouldn't say they rarely, rarely get hurt, but they, they don't get hurt nearly as much as the average person. Um, that's not me. I've got a fair amount of injuries and surgeries and aches and pains and all that in my 50 years of, of, um, being on this earth and 40 some odd years of training and competing and being a knucklehead out in the street and field work and being a, all the crazy stuff that I've done. But my point is, is most of the the professionals that I've trained with, like Muay Thai boxers, the famous Gracie family, um, even special ops guys and all this, a lot of their stuff is done smooth, I wouldn't say slow, but not necessarily neck breaking fast and not always or even often at full speed and intensity. So what happens is the novices come in and they're the weekend warriors and they think harder is better and they end up not really getting good training in. Not only don't, don't they learn, but they also wreck themselves and other people and that is at all ages. And that comes from my own experiences in this martial arts and tactical training world and security work. So there's a lot of different opinions that I got when I wrote some of those emails at first it was and none of them were bad and there was no like death threats or anything like that I got some really good feedback from people but I wrote a second one after that about um how sparring can be beneficial you know I was a little bit more direct um but there's like four emails in a row you know if you're if you're on my almost daily email list, you've already gotten those. If you're not on my almost daily email list, um, you missed it. But if you shoot me an email, get on the sixdaydefense.com. And, and if you shoot me email from from there, when you get my email on that, um, I'll dig those up and I'll, I'll forward them to you. So if you just go to sixdaydefense.com, give me your email address. And then when when you get on my almost daily email list and get my email, then respond to that email and I will directly send you those articles, no problem. But there's about, I think I did about four or six of them, and they are all about this idea of how to train properly so you don't wreck yourself and you can sustain it. You know, when I used to compete when I was younger, my last fight and tournament, I was in my early 30s, probably 33 or so. Um, I was never a professional competitor. I competed on um, an amateur level. Um, but i competed in a lot of different areas but my point is is you don't have to wreck yourself sparring all the time or doing drills really hard all the time now here's the caveat to that there are people out there and this is not i'm not trying to degrade them or diminish them or make fun of them. But there's, there are a fair amount of people out there, many of which are in martial arts, um, who've never been in a fight before and they've never been in the ring before. They've never fought someone like full contact before or all out before. And that can be a detriment in my opinion, if you are, um, teaching especially because you're teaching from perspective of purely theory. And that is dangerous when you're, I think, when you're teaching uh, someone how to defend themselves. Not saying that what you're showing is useless, but there can be a lot of misconceptions. Um, Going up against someone who is really trying to hurt you and you're really trying to hurt them, whether obviously in the ring it's one thing, but obviously in real life it's even a different uh, situation yet. Because there's more involved than just punching and kicking and choking people out and all that, or even shooting them. You know there is a lot of other such things going on, such as mindset, such as verbal uh, negotiation strategies, persuasion strategies, typically um, situational awareness things. Uh, there's situational stuff that happens inside of you and around you that cannot be replicated in a gym setting. But if you don't have real experience like that and you don't have like real competitive experience, you are at a disadvantage. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't defend yourself or what you say or do is totally useless because that's not accurate. Not accurate at all. However, you know, there is merit in in getting some experience with being hit, with hitting, with being at the brunt end of someone's aggression, and dealing with someone who is a resisting attacker. There is no question that is beneficial if you make it through. (laughs) Um, But the problem is, is a lot of folks, I think there's a lot of folks who are older who who are beginning their training And they want to get that experience when they're in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, and even 30s. Um, But you have to think to yourself, is a juice worth the squeeze? Because, you know, it's better to do that crap when you're in your teens and 20s. And uh, then call it a day. (laughs) Um, I get a, a kick out of some of these YouTubers and all that. That every time, this is why I don't post a lot of things on YouTube, and I've told you some of my exploits on this uh, podcast about some of the trolls. But um, there's so many just negative haters out there. It's ridiculous. That's why I don't like putting stuff up. Like, hey, if you want, you want to see me in action, for the most part, and me to share, like the physical martial arts and the physical defensive tactics and all that, you're going to have to be part of the, the smaller community, even though, yes, I do have probably two or three hundred or more videos out there. Um, no new stuff and that type of thing for the most part. Although I'm supposed to be doing a, a vlog with with a somebody in our community about pistol um, retention. But anyways, I readily don't do it be just because I, I just get tired of all the, all the trollers out there. Um, and you know, although I'm 50, I still have a bit of an ego and I don't want to get into a into a flame war with somebody, not that I do anymore because I just cut them off and delete them. But anyways, back to our, back to our um, theme. So there are a lot of things that you can do in sparring to replicate um, portions of a conflict and it is very beneficial and I recommend that you do it. But like I was saying earlier, um, especially if you're getting a little older, the juice isn't worth a squeeze you going all out sparring. It's not worth you, hey, can you take a hit? That's not the time to figure that shit out. You should have figured that out earlier. And then if you haven't, then just, you know, train as best as you can and just have confidence and faith in yourself and your uh, hopefully, in your instructor and the system that you train in. But I wouldn't put yourself in undue jeopardy to prove to yourself that you can, you know, you're a man or you can take a punch or anything like that, um, or you can take it. Um, I've seen my fair share of injuries, both with myself and other people and at the academy, and uh, I try to minimize them as much as I can. And also, you know, you want to enjoy your training. I want to train for the next phase of my life which is putting me in my, you know, in through my 50s now and 60s and 70s and beyond. Um, I don't want to wreck myself in training so I a, can't defend myself or my family or anybody in need. But also so I live a better life, not that I'm gimped up all the time and or I'm risking my well-being every class, um, not worth it. Just not worth it. But there are still a lot of things that you can do with free-flowing sparring drills. Um, I tend to go light nowadays. And um, yes, every once in a while you need to you can tear it up if you want. Um, but be really, really, really careful with that and have someone with some experience to help you through that to minimize your your risk. And, um, you know, if you're at a certain age, I think you should just pretty much avoid that altogether if you can help it. Keep in mind, there are people out there that have no experience whatsoever and protect themselves and other people. And I know personally people who are, have been the best of the best and been hurt or killed by, you know, someone with no training at all, you know, 14 year old with a with a gun, it's um, violence is just ugly, so I wouldn't go overboard on replicating the violence you know in your in your training um, more so than is necessary. And there you have it. Regarding sparring, I think you can you can really benefit from it, but there are ways of doing it that are way more beneficial and healthy. So you can train in a way to get some resistance and hone your skills, but not continually put yourself in jeopardy because harder is not always better and you wrecking yourself isn't going to help you to sustain your training or help you to defend yourself in the big picture, right? If you keep hurting yourself, you're not going to want to train. If you keep hurting other people, they're not going to want to train with you. And your ego is either going to get bruised and you're not going to want to do it or your physical um, health is going to suffer and you're not going to want to train, and how are you improving if you're not training? So if you're not training, even if the training itself isn't as effective as in your head you think it should be, because maybe you're not a you know 25 year old Navy SEAL Team Six guy, or you know training for the Octagon when you're in your late 20s or early 30s. Um, if your goal is to be a Special ops guy, yeah, you're probably gonna have to go harder. If your goal is to be um, the next UFC champion, yeah, you're gonna have to spar you get to spar hard. Um, but don't let those fool you too, you gotta still train smart. But my guess is most of you out there who are listening to this are somewhere. In the middle of all that, meaning you have a regular life, a regular job, a regular family, you want to get some exercise, you want to learn good, solid skills, and you want to sustain a healthy, happy lifestyle well beyond your violent youth, so to speak. So most likely you are listening to this as well. You're probably not a young and you're probably someone who's a little older. Maybe you're just getting into Krav Maga and the martial arts, or maybe you've been in it a while. But you, my friend, want to save your body and save your energy for living a good life. And if you do have to ever use it, that you are healthy enough to do that because you continue training and training in a way that's not wrecking your body. So there you go. So there are some insights on, on sparring. And uh, some of the responses that I have been getting from people are really cool. Some really good stories. And we have a really dynamic community in the Peace Walker community, the more private community, um, ranging from, heck, we've got you know Marines and, and tactical shooting instructors and MMA guys and traditional Kung Fu guys and... And, you know, other Krav students, um, people from, you know, they're ninjas, and we've got them all. Uh, people who are soldiers, former soldiers, security teams. Um, you name the background, you name even the martial art discipline, and we have a lot of them in that community. And it's really cool hearing from them. And if you're on my almost daily email list, you're going to hear those stories. And being that most of these podcasts I do well in advance, but this time I'm not. This podcast is going out tomorrow. So this is uh, this is going to be tomorrow tomorrow's podcast. So if you're listening to this right off the bat and you're not on my Almost Daily email list, get on it, my friend, and shoot me an email so you can get those, those uh, emails that I'm talking about, about training and sparring. And then also, you'll be getting all the stories of these... Uh, these guys who, who are writing in, and they're telling some really good stories. The one that I just posted today was about a, a cop and his training and how he got launched through the air by this six foot three, 230 pound Marine. <laughs> but i got some really cool stories to share with you. So anyways, that's it. So get out there, train, but train safe. Keep it light, keep it playful, and keep going. And learn how to be a protector, learn how to be a peace walker. So if you haven't yet, get on sixdaydefense.com. I'll get you six days of training, only 10 minutes a day, get you started in this whole path of the peace walker. And shoot me an email and I'll get you those uh, emails that you missed uh, regarding this, uh, this topic of sparring. So there you go, folks. I appreciate you being here, man. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle. To live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.